Hey hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. You get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. I started playing the like, dun, 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 and I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he shoot checked over here. <laughs> and then <laughs> I looked down at my feet. Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering a free shot up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs every single day. Day. The best part of it is that it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during today's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Kings fans, hockey fans, all alike, and welcome to episode 50 of season two of the Kings, and as always, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here for again, episode 50 of season two of 
the Kingston. First of all, sorry there was no new episode on Thursday. I've been so busy. I'm in the process of moving. I've just been, it's, it just didn't happen. I'm sorry that there was no new episode last Thursday, but I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode of play or, or sign or pass last Monday. We got a big episode here. We're not just going to do sign or pass. We're going to make up for missing Thursday's episode. We have a ton to talk about this episode. We'll get to sign or pass, but we have a ton to talk about this episode, and we'll start. Yeah, we have the NHL playoffs to talk about. We got the World Championships to talk about, but we will start with your LA Kings and a bit of news because they've had a bit of news over the last little bit. And that is a little bit of front office changes. And it, we'll start with LA kind of bit of a, had a bit of a huge loss. And that was that Jeff Solomon left the organization, the hockey operations and legal affairs, leaving the organization, helped the Kings win two Stanley Cups while navigating the cap, the salary cap. Just a big loss. He is someone that really helped out. And apparently is not going far. Apparently he's just going to Anaheim down the road. So big change in LA, big loss there, but it didn't take him long to find his replacement and a very interesting one. And I like, I kind of like this because I'm a big baseball guy, as you guys know. So I kind of like this change and this, they're, they've signed Ryan Kirst, who is going to be the VP of research and development. Now Kirst spent the last seven years with the Chicago Cubs of major league baseball. This guy is going to help out a ton with the analytics of the game of the Kings. Whether you're a computer guy or not in hockey. Whether you think you're a part of the old school or a part of the new school here. This is interesting. This is very interesting. And this isn't the first time we've seen something like this in hockey. Going to sign uh, someone from baseball. It's very interesting to see that he's going to help grow the game analytically for the LA Kings and that's again very very interesting it was one of four hires LA made last week this it was Ryan Kirst as vice president of research and development Jake Goldberg as senior director of hockey hockey operations hockey operations Vicky Mofo as manager of hockey operations and legal affairs and Rosie Yu as senior engineer for research and development. And in addition to all of that, Joe Liebfried has transitioned into a role in the team uh, in team finance. So big changes in the front office for the LA Kings. Lots of changes. But you know what? I like this. I kind of like going with the young team. You kind of got to go with the times. And I like that they've done this. That they're kind of going analytical. Because it's kind of where everything is going now, right? And... To bring in, again, Ryan Kirst, uh, he's, he's been with the Chicago Cubs. He's been there for seven years in multiple roles, but he most recently was in the director of baseball systems development, which led a team of software engineers and delivered several custom products built for the enhancement of baseball operations. So he's going to be doing that with LA. He's going to be looking to do that. He will be responsible for overseeing all the data, data analytics and, close, and working closely with the general manager and hockey operations staff so i like that higher and it shows like people can work in multiple sports and i like that i like that a lot it's 
it's an interesting hire. It is for sure. No doubt about that. But I do. I like taking a risk in that because you can argue what's to lose. But I think, again, I, I argue that as well. That You can argue it as a positive and a negative. But I argue that as what's to lose. Like, I think it's a good hire. I think it's a really, really good hire. And I think it's going to work out great for the LA Kings. I really, really do. I just think it, it fits so well. And yeah, it's different. It's absolutely different. But it's just going to... That's where the game's going, right? Analytics is where the game's going. It's where teams have gone already. And they're going to keep doing that. So if you can find any edge you can and find use different resources to get that, then go for it. And I really like this hire. I really think it's it's a good hire for general general manager Rob Blake and the LA Kings. And actually before we get before we get to anything else, we do want to talk about your LA Kings made a signing. Yes, they made a signing. Vladimir Chukov. I'm going to guess that's how it's pronounced. Chukov to a one-year entry-level deal worth $830,500. Uh, 25 years old, he's a bit of a Pokolzin type, but maybe a little more upside. 38 games and 45, uh, 38 points in 45 games for uh, SAK St. Petersburg in the KHL last season. 27 assists, ranked him first on the club and tied for 22nd overall in the KHL. 8 points in 11 games in the playoffs. In the last seven seasons in the KHL, he's had 62 goals, 123 assists for 185 points in 254 games. 5'10", 170, a little bit of a smaller uh, player. He also played in the QMJHL from 2013 to 2015 for the Moncton Wildcats and Quebec Ramcards, collecting 79 points in 66 games. So NHL opportunities haven't really come up for this kid, but 25 years old, Russian... King's taking a chance on him. You know, he played well in the KHL last year. And this kind of has some Pukolzin vibes. But also, it sounds like this kid, this kid's been playing the best hockey of his life in the last year. So, you know, take a chance on him. See what happens. You never know. You never know. I like taking a chance on this signing. Just a guy that, yes, there's Pukolzin vibes to it, but... Again, he's playing great hockey lately. He's played great hockey this year. So I think this could really work out this signing for the LA Kings. I just have a, have a feeling, you know. I just have a feeling that it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Absolutely it is. And now we can get to the World Championships. Yes, we'll get to the World Championships first because your LA Kings are just killing it at the World championships 10 of them there total 10 of them there total for four teams and they are killing it yeah some teams are struggling more than others there's no doubt about that there's no doubt about that but some of these teams are just killing it for some of these players are just killing it for their teams here at the at the world championship which comes to an end next week and we'll start by talking about Team USA because they are playing great hockey and the LA Kings at the tournament are playing great hockey, especially Trevor Moore. You talked about the last episode where we talked about signer pass Trevor Moore. 
you got to re-sign Trevor Moore. And the great hockey he was playing towards the end of the season for the LA Kings, he has continued it at the World Championships as he has six points in five games so far, four goals, two assists, only one penalty, plus five, one power play goal, four goals on 15 shots on net. He is just absolutely killing it for Team USA so far. That is Trevor Moore again, four goals, two assists, six points in five games at the tournament so far. Another one killing it for Team USA is Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson playing great hockey. Two wins, one loss, one shootout loss. But he has a shutout. Goals against average about of 135. He has, he's only allowed four goals in the four games. 62, uh, yeah, 62 saves on 66 shots. shots. Save percentage of nine of 94%, just under 94%, essentially. He is playing great hockey as well for Team USA. He has a sh- Like I said, he has a shutout as well. He's playing awesome for Team USA. And now we'll get to the other ones as well. Matt Roy, he is playing well as well. You know, he doesn't really put up the points. He's just a steady, solid defenseman. Uh, he has one assist in five games so far for Team USA. Another one is Christian Wolanin, who also has one assist in five games so far at the tournament. He is also a plus three on the tournament. So, LA Kings just killing it at the World Hockey Championships for Team USA. And now, it's Team Canada. And Team Canada, they've, they've been struggling a little bit more, you know? They have been struggling. The it's rare to see Team Canada struggle at a hockey tournament, but they are. They, you know, they're having troubles. They're having troubles this this tournament. It's kind of strange to see, but the three Canadians playing for this team: Jared Anderson, Dolan, Gabe Velarde, and Sean Walker. Jared Anderson, Dolan, one one assist in five games. Don't see that very often. Minus two. Gabe Velarde, zero points in five games with a minus two as well. He also has three penalties in five games and Sean Walker zero points in five games he is a minus two as well as again this Canada team has been really really struggling really struggling they only have two games that are two players sorry that are a point a game or better and that's Michael sorry Connor Brown and Adam Henrique like this team is the team Canada team has been struggling this year at the tournament and again Something you don't see very often, but that was Velarde, no points. Walker, no points. Jared Anderson's will in one assist so far at the tournament for the L, as like for Team Canada, but as LA Kings players go. And then let's get to Team Finland quickly, where you have Oli Mata. You know, he's kind of, I don't know how much Kings fans really liked him after his first season. Again, I'm kind of on the bandwagon of. Get try to get rid of rid of him if you can. He has one assist in five games for Team Finland at the tournament. Just one point, like I said. And there's the young guy, Kim Nusian, was a draft pick of the LA Kings last season. LA King, uh, yeah, 2020 draft pick of the LA Kings last season. He has one goal in three games so far in the tournament with a plus. One and only two shots on net. I'm pretty. He scored in his first game of the tournament. He didn't get to play in 
play right away, but then scored on his first in his first game of the tournament. For, so good for the young guy as well, making an impression on the LA Kings. Again, one goal in three games so far at the World Hockey Championships. And then one more as we move on now to Team Sweden and a guy that's been playing well. And I think a little energized, you know, playing with gets to play with his brother. And that is Adrian Kempe. One goal, three assists, four points in five games so far. Just one penalty and a plus two. 11 shots on net. Kempe is playing some good hockey for Team Sweden overseas at the World Hockey Championships right now. So that is your World Hockey Championship report for now. Again, 10 guys at the tournament. Some killing it, some not. Great to see Trevor Moore playing how he is. Really cool to see. Really awesome to see him playing how he is. And nice to see Kempe playing well as well. And it's tough to see the young guys kind of struggle for Canada and Anderson Dolan and Velarde and Walker. You wish they were playing better, but it happens. There's some growing pains as well, you know? So, and again, you're with a team. You're you're with a team that just gets thrown together kind of, right? You're playing with guys you haven't played with before. It could be a little bit of that. just could be some chemistry issues, you know? And also back to Team USA for a second. Just like I said, it's great to see Cal Peterson playing so great as well. Just playing some great hockey for Team USA. Has the shutout. It's very awesome. Very good to see. If you're an LA Kings fan, right? Like, you want to see your players do well in tournaments like this. And it's great to see them playing so well. And now, let's get to... The NHL playoffs where we haven't talked about them yet. So this is our first time kind of breaking down the playoffs. What has happened so far. And I got to tell you, what a treat Montreal is doing. Forcing Game 7 last night. Big win to Foley. Huge role in the game. A goal, an assist. The former LA King doing work for Montreal. Kotkaniemi getting the winner for Montreal forcing game seven and this is just so perfect isn't it so perfect because now are the Leafs gonna choke another first round exit I would love that I would absolutely oh I would love it so much as that series gets game seven on Monday night I am just so excited for that series you have no idea but then look at the other side of the coin on that series. You have Jack Campbell and Jake Muzzin there from, LA, from an LA Kings perspective. And you know, those two have been playing well. And yes, it has been Campbell and Nett for, uh, for the whole series. And it's 3-3. Three and three. Look at the goals against average. 1.77. Montreal has been struggling to score goals. But they found their way back in this series. Also, Jake Muzzin. Two, two goals and an assist, three points in six games in this series. He's been playing well for the Leafs as well. I believe he's been battling injury a bit as well, if I'm not mistaken. But both of them playing very well for the Leafs. Uh, Jack Campbell also a 937 save percentage. Like Montreal has been struggling a bit to score goals in this series, but they are scrappy. They just keep coming back. They want out, and now... We got game seven, and I'm pumped. Like I said, I am fired up for game seven on Monday night. But let's look at the rest of the playoffs now. And even though the Pittsburgh Penguins are eliminated, how about Jeff Carter? What he did for that team. My goodness, did Jeff Carter play well 
for the Pittsburgh Penguins despite losing in the playoffs. They played, or Jeff Carter played great. Pittsburgh couldn't get past the Islanders as they lost uh, the series 4-2 in the first round. But Jeff Carter had five points in the playoffs. He almost was a point of game. Four goals. He had four goals playing great hockey. And he played great hockey for Pittsburgh down the stretch. And it's awesome to see him playing like that. Just a huge playoffs for him. despite. And it's really too bad that Pittsburgh could not advance. Speaking of teams that advance, the Vegas Golden Knights advance. They win game seven against the Minnesota Wild the other night. Alec Martinez with uh, playing well for... Vegas, one goal in the series as they advance after beating the Minnesota Wild. And what a heavy hitter series that is going to be. Vegas against Colorado, that's going to be awesome. I think Vegas kind of struggled in that first-round series, and I think Colorado is just going to pump them. I think Colorado is going to be all over them. I really do. I really, really do. Speaking of... Of Colorado, no, no former LA Kings on Colorado, but they did eliminate St. Louis. St. Louis has Kyle Clifford. He had one assist in the first round, but again, Colorado just worked St. Louis in the first round. So you get Colorado, Vegas as the Honda West final in round two of the playoffs. That's going to be very, very exciting. Very exciting. Also, back Pittsburgh lost to. The Islanders, Islanders advance. They take on Boston, a series with no former LA Kings in it. They take on Boston. Uh, the second round actually started, even though the first round isn't finished yet, just because of uh, COVID with scheduling and stuff like that. So, also, the Boston Bruins are up one nothing in the second round series against the New York Islanders so far. And I just want to get back to the North for a second, because you have Game 7 between Toronto and Montreal coming up. Tavoli versus Muzzin and Campbell. You know who's waiting for them? The Winnipeg Jets. After stunning the Edmonton Oilers, sweeping them, sh- shutting down Connor McDavid, shutting down that Edmonton Oilers, it just goes to show you can't have a two-person team. I don't care if they're two of the top five players in the league. McDavid's number one, obviously. Dreisaitl, you can argue where you want him to be. They have two of the top players in the league. Yes, that's great. You still... You still need more than that. This was a two-person team. And again, I've I've said on this podcast, I don't like Winnipeg either. I don't think Winnipeg's a very good team. But Winnipeg got hot. And honestly, I was talking with my guy, uh, Russell Morgan, about this. You guys know he was on a couple episodes ago. And he said, he said to me, we were exchanging DMs the other day, and he said, you know, Winnipeg's more built for the playoffs than Ed- Edmonton. And they showed that. And I'm like, that's so true. It's so true. And again, I was kind of, I said on this podcast, I don't think Winnipeg's a very good team, but Edmonton isn't very good either. When you're a two person team, I don't care if it's the two best players in the league. I really don't care. You still need everyone else. And they just weren't good enough. The triple overtime game was insane. Kyle Connor with the winner, but they advanced. And you know who else advances in that Winnipeg, on that Winnipeg team? Derek Forbert. And Kyle Lewis, they advance. They're off to the second round, and they're waiting to see if they're going to face their old friend Tyler Toffoli from Montreal or their old friends in Jake Muzzin and Jack Campbell for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So just a quick breakdown again of the playoffs. The second round has started for Boston and the New York Islanders as Boston is up 1-0 in 
that series. Colorado is taking on Vegas. I think that is. I think Colorado is just going to womp Vegas. We're still waiting to hear about uh, who's going to win Game 7 between Montreal and Toronto to face Winnipeg. And the other one we didn't talk about. We haven't even got to this yet. What a banger of a second round series we are getting here. Carolina against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, baby, what a series this is going to be. This is going to be an awesome series. And what first-round matchups we had to make that happen. First of all, the Carolina Hurricanes beating the Nashville Predators in six games. But Nashville, it went six games, and overtime went to game six. I think, what was it, four of the six games went to overtime? Like That was a tough series for Carolina. Nashville came to play in. Nashville's a different team from a few years ago, but they still have a little bit of that playoff pedigree. Even though they kind of struggled a little bit this season, they had enough to make it into the playoffs, and they put up all they could in that first round. That was a very, very entertaining series, very fun series to watch. And how about the other series in that, as Tampa beat the Panthers by four games to two as well, entertaining series back and forth. But in that series, it just showed... The playoff experience for Tampa just came out, man. Like it was exciting to have Florida in the playoffs, but I I never thought that they were gonna get past Tampa, and it kind of showed just the playoff experience a little bit. And that Panthers team was a fun team this season, very fun team, and they're gonna be right there again. It's just Tampa has the playoff experience. They had Kucherov back, the Kucherov Stamkos combo, both back for the playoffs, and that's gonna be fun for the next few years. Tampa and Florida, man, because. Florida's on the rise. They got to find a way to sign to re-sign Barkov, but that is a that was a fun series as well. And I am now so excited for the Carolina Hurricanes and Tampa Bay Lightning playing in round two. So far, that's going to be the best. I think that is going to be the best series of the second round, no doubt about it. But now let's figure it out. Okay, the one the Canadian division we won't do yet. So who's going to win? I think uh, in the second round here. I think. Colorado will be the West Division champs beating Vegas. I think Boston will beat the Islanders. And, man, this is tough. Can Carolina beat Tampa? That one is tough. Does the play, is the playoff pedigree too much for Carolina? Tampa's playoff pedigree too much for Carolina? I just don't know. That is going to be an awesome series. That is going to be fun to watch. I, oh, I, I just hope that that one goes seven. I'm not saying a winner. I'm going to be... I'm going to take the easy way out. I'm not saying a winner. I'm just going to hope that that series goes seven games. And now, as we move on, that was the playoffs. But now we're going to do a quick edition of Signer Pass, where we talk about the RFAs that the LA Kings have this season, or this offseason, and who should be re-signed and who should not be. And we, well, what should we do today? Let's go with, Let's go with the uh, the young guys, the non-roster forward group today. The non-roster forward group today. Four players to discuss here in Signer Pass. And it's only really one that's the big one here. And that is Leah Sanderson. Leah Sanderson, you got to resign. You have to sign him. Cap hit, it's not going to be a big contract. Maybe, it, I'm going to guess, a contract would be... It, it would be in the one million to one and a half range. I think it'll be about one point two five. You know, 
This is a guy, we've talked about this a lot, but let's just go over it again quickly. This is a guy, he was a high draft pick for the New York Rangers, 7th overall in 2017. Just hasn't happened. So, LA has taken a chance on him, and he, sh- he has shown with the LA Kings that he belongs in the, in the NHL. Yes, he only had three games, or sorry, three goals in 23 games this season. season three goals, three assists, six points in 23 games this season for the LA Kings. But he was over a point-a-game player in the AHL. 17 points in 15 games in the AHL for the Ontario Reign. 6 goals, 11 assists. Like, And some of the some of the signs that he showed at the big level, at the Kings level, he has to be re-signed. Has to be. And I think he will get re-signed in the one and a half a little high. I think it will be more in the 1 to the 1 and a quarter range for the LA Kings. But I think Leah Sanderson has to be re-signed. There's no doubt about that one. For me, he has to be given a little bit more of a chance. And you can say, oh, he's seventh overall. He's been given so much chance. He has to be given a little more. Some guys, some, Sometimes some guys take a little longer to develop. They do. They just do. And, you know, he is a guy that maybe has taken that little bit longer to develop. And he'll get there. He is getting there. We see flashes of it. We see signs of it. So he is absolutely going to get there for sure. And now you get to... But these forwards are a bit more role players. They're a bit more Ontario players. One that we will talk about is uh, Drake Rimshaw. He made his NHL debut in the final game of the season. He's a guy like these are all depth guys. I think that you should re-sign them just as depth guys. Drake Rimshaw. He's still only 22. So he's a guy that you should re-sign. Anyone, these next three that we talk about, if you do re-sign them, they're all going to be under a million dollars. That's what they should be. Uh, Rizma, no stats for him on this website. Interesting, but he's a guy they got to resign. I think he's a depth guy that you can resign. Like I said, he played one game in the NHL this season, showed some, showed something a little bit in the one game. So I think Drake Rimshaw is a guy that you have to resign. And then the next two guys are a little older, a little older. We'll start with Boko and Mama. He was a king. He was a draft. He got drafted 2015, a sixth round, 180th overall by Tampa Bay. He's been in the LA system for a while now, and in two seasons, sorry, four seasons with the Ontario Reign, he has he has back to back 14 point seasons. We'll start with that. He had 14 points in 31 games last season for the Ontario Reign, nine goals, five assists, and then he had 14 14 points in the 50-game shortened season for the Ontario Reign in 19 and 20. He had four goals, 10 assists that season, minus three. He's more of a tough guy. 134 penalty minutes in 50 games in that season. He had 56 penalty minutes in 31 games uh, this last season. So, do you re-sign him? He's more of a, a depth guy, obviously, because he, he hasn't played in the NHL yet. I uh, This one I'm not sure about. I think depth guys, you know, still 24. Yeah, you're going to have another great draft coming and you want to get guys that you signed up like into Ontario and stuff like that. So maybe he is a guy you pass on. I, he's still a guy, maybe give him one more year of a deal sort of thing. That one will be interesting to me as well. And then we got one more, Michael Esamont. Again, he is... He is low. He was a 2016 draft as well. Again, 24 years old. Do you resign him? 
Do you re-sign him? He's played, he's put up numbers for Ontario a little bit. He had 17 points in 40 games this last season. He had 28 points in the 2019-2020 season. And he had 20 points in 2018-2019. So is he, is he a guy you re-sign? He hasn't made it to the big club yet. But he has been a bit of a leader, I believe, on the Ontario Rams. So is he a guy that you re-sign? He was a point-of-game player at university. He had 39 points in 39 games for St. Cloud State University in 2017-2018. And I know that's a few years ago, but it's still meaningful stats. So is he a guy that you re-sign? He's another one on the fence. He's kind of like a mama. Like, he's 24 years old. He's getting up there with like for young guys getting up there in age. So is he a guy that you let go, or is he a guy that you still want on the depth? That one's interesting as well. Let me got, let me know what you guys think. Tweet at us at the Kings Den THP and let us know what you think of the prospects and who should be re-signed in this group out of Leah Sanderson, Drake Rimsha, Boko Amama, and Michael Essanot. And we'll put the poll up as well. I liked that last time. We put up the poll about Signer Pass for the first episode of Signer Pass that we did. And I really liked the results. So the results were super interesting to me. Super interesting to me. Actually, let's just quickly break that down as well. As the last episode, we went over Signer Pass. I should have started Signer Pass with this episode. I'll do that next time. Where in the first episode of Signer Pass, there was Athanasiu, Lazat, Moore, and Luff. And let's just go over it quickly. Athanasiu got 27 votes. 59% of you said sign. 41% said pass. Blake Lazat, it got 9 votes. 44% said pass. Uh, said sign. 50, 56% said pass. Trevor Moore, 16 votes. 81% said pass. 19% said or 81% said sign. 90, 19% said pass. That's absolutely the right move. And this one's absolutely the right move as well. Matt Luff, 14 votes. 14% pass, 86%. 14% sign, 86% pass. So I agree with those results. I really do. Trevor Moore, got to resign him. Athanasiu, you got to resign him. But again, on this episode of Signer Pass, tweet at us. Let, let us know what you think. Leah Sanderson, Drake Rimsha, Boko Mama, Michael Asenal. Let us know what you think. Who should, re, who should be resigned? Who shouldn't? Tweet at us at the King's Den, T H P. And, and that being said, that's been episode 50 of season 2 of The King's Den. Again, thank you so much for understanding that there was no new episode on Thursday. Again, I've had a lot going on, moving, stuff like that. It's just got too much. So again, took one episode off. Sorry about that. I'll be back to two episodes a week now. Thank you so much for listening here at The King's Den. Before we let you go, don't forget to tweet at us at The King's Den THPN or follow us on Instagram at The King's Den THPN and of course we're presented by the Hockey Podcast Network so don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet or on Facebook just search the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube just search the Hockey Podcast Network or on Patreon for just one dollar you can find all of our exclusive bonus content and so much more also don't forget to like rate subscribe and review to not only the Kingston but to every other podcast around the hockey podcast network because like I said everyone is killing it especially the playoff teams they're doing awesome as well so everyone is just killing it at the network so go check out everyone I know hockey troll has just been a 
a menace on Twitter lately because his Capitals are eliminated, but he also can't stand the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins, and he has been all up in the grill of Nick and Nick over at Tip of the Iceberg, and it has been very funny to see. So go check out everyone's podcast and go like, rate, subscribe, and review everyone's podcast as well. And with that being said, that's been episode 50 of season 2 of the Kingston. Uh, the weather's getting better. Summer's here. Things are opening back up. So stay safe. Still wear your mask if you want. Go get vaccinated if you want. Stay safe. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you on Thursday. Drop episode 51 of season 2 of the Kingston. Thank you.